it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. We've only had a couple of days off, but time to review the first day of the second test match at Old Trafford. Simon Mann is on the line and he's in Old Trafford. And presumably, Simon, given that the hotel for this test match is at the other side of the ground, you've got a slightly longer walk to the commentary box. <laughs> yeah, a bit longer for this game. I'm not particularly onerous, it have to be said. About a, a three, four minute walk around the ground from just left of the old pavilion as you look out from the old pavilion at Old Trafford to the far end, the new uh, media centre. So, yeah... You know, they're making us work for our money in this game by making us go that far to work in the morning. I'm a bit sorry that uh, we still don't use the old pavilion, actually. That's where the players used to come out of, the one with the turrets. That's a lovely old pavilion. That's where they had uh, the the visitors' dressing room was in the the lower ground, sort of just above uh, kind of ground level. And then the home team's dressing room was above, and you could sort of hear them. Um, the Lancashire team were always a, a bit of a rabble. And you could hear them sort of bantering and maybe even arguing. And they had a sort of very strange setup in the uh, dressing rooms, in, in the home dressing rooms at Old Trafford. They had a sort of main dressing room and then a captain's room and a second team room. So it was, it was a bit elitist, really. At least now they're all in one room together. Though I noticed that in the newsstand, where obviously the dressing rooms are now, it has maximum 13 persons allowed so how the hell they manage that with all the uh, extra personnel you know staff uh, assistants that they have in the team now I don't know it's a very different setup here at Old Trafford and it has a different feel about it as well we'll get on to the cricket in just a moment but the the lockdown side of it and it is actually pertinent of course to the news about Joffre Archer um Lovely setting at the Aegeus Bowl as well. You know, the sense of being in the countryside and, you know, you could actually go out and walk on the golf course or go and run on the golf course. Here you, you feel a bit more 
closed in, in the, inside the city. And, you know, I think it's fair to say Old Trafford is not the most attractive cricket ground in the world. And I think we sort of really sensed it. The sense, that feeling today of, um, you know, of cricket being played without a crowd. I think it probably needed a crowd today to sort of lift it a bit. I wonder whether England could have played like that if there had been you know, 15,000 people in the ground, whether people would have got a bit agitated and just wanted a bit of action, a bit of drama, really, because there wasn't a great deal in the game. In a way, the real drama today happened before play started, when you know we got a WhatsApp at 8 o'clock on our sort of group WhatsApp saying that Joffre Archer had been ruled out of the game because he'd broken the lockdown regulations. Yeah, and it's interesting, but uh, almost at the same time as that announcement was made, the new Cricket magazine dropped on my doormat and it's a picture of Joffre Archer on the front cover and then it says, uh, the headline of the, the issue is Falling in Love Again, Re-Engaging Black Britons with the Game. So it's uh, an issue all about the Black Lives Matter campaign and... Uh, various uh, people, different people writing about it. Mike really, actually, interestingly, on the art of, of managing black cricketers, of which he had a lot of experience uh, in the 70s and 80s, and uh, has a round table, which we've sort of featured on this podcast before, of various people talking about the future and how to re-engage the black community. And obviously, Joffre Archer is, is the symbol uh, of that New Britons, in a way. He's a symbol of New Britons. And what he was thinking... Uh, not complying with the biosecure arrangements and staying in the bubble, I can't imagine going home to Brighton, given all, what all these players and staff and administrators uh, have put in to getting these games on and being so careful, and you, you can reflect on that, having experienced it and, and been through the whole process... I mean, it's 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 really it's selfishness beyond extreme, or or just kind of madness in a way. Yeah, not least the West Indies team who have been you know locked down. They've come over here and they've been locked down since you know the first week of June. They've really committed to the tour and committed to the regulations. And it, you know, it is must be hugely frustrating for the for the organisers. This has happened. And West Indies, you know, they've accepted the the measures that the the ECB have, have put into place both both this tour and they also you know had to accept the measures that England have put in place to to isolate Joffre Archer. I mean, basically, he has to sort of isolate for five days, which is, you know, not not great fun at all. You know, in in a, I think in a ground like Old Trafford and. You know, it, it it must be desperately frustrating for them. I mean, they, you know, in a way, they could have said, "Well, actually, hold on, we, you know, we've been locking down. Does this put the whole tour in jeopardy?" And I suppose, you know, in a sense, it could it could have put the the tour in jeopardy. Uh, it, it, it's an odd it's an odd one, really. I mean, the other the only thing I would say, and you know, we we are in a slightly different bubble. Of course, we are to the team. Is that the broadcasters were allowed to go home uh, between test matches? You know, we were expected to. You know, yeah, you had be to go careful. and do your karate, didn't you? <laughs> we, well, I could have done, I could have done that from the hotel, to be fair. But you know, we were expected to. You know, take measures when we're at home. You know, we, we couldn't sort of go out and, and meet lots of people. You know, we, we, we were expected to be very careful about who we met and what we did. And, you know, you, you hope that people did that as we all came together again uh, for this test match. Having said that, we are in a sort of, you know, we, we are in a different bubble from the team. There is interaction, but, you know, generally speaking, you know, if you're interviewing, you know, you're at two, two metres distance and, and that sort of thing. So it, it is a slightly different case. But, 
Yeah, I mean, Joe Root back in the side and, you know, in England looking to get back in the series. And then, you know, they picked the squad with, with Archer in it. And then it just came to light late last night. And then this morning, we, you know, the news that he was removed from the squad. You know, it does sort of throw your, your plans up in the air a bit, of course, because people, you know, certain people expect to play and, and certain people don't. And, you know, on we go. Uh, he, you know, in, in a way... He, he, I mean, he would have got clearly got the message, and you know, he has also that frustration of just having to to isolate for five days, all for a for a trip home. Yeah, frustrating and and, and odd, really odd. Mm. Why you would take that risk? Yeah, and and the best way of punishing him, by the way, would be to take his Xbox away from him because he's a, he's a fearsome competitor in on FIFA. So. Uh, <laughs> To have to uh, be stuck in a hotel room without any of his games to play would be would be really awful. I suppose he's actually just being sat in his hotel room, so at least he can watch the game through the window or off the balcony. Has there been any sight of him? No, well, that, that's the thing as well. I mean, probably today, I mean, there would probably be photographers looking for him to, to appear, but there were, I, well, I don't know, I didn't see any uh, sightings of him during the day's play. I mean, you talk about punishment. I, you know, I think clearly the message will have got through. The, the, the punishment is not playing and potentially letting your teammates down and the opposition down as well, who, you know, who have really committed to this tour. And you're right, all the people that have tried to put the measures in place uh, to organise this tour and to get cricket on, which, you know, everybody's, in, well, you know, everybody's really thankful for. I would say everybody's enjoying. I'm not sure today was such an enjoyable day's Test cricket, but but there you go. You know we have days like that in Test cricket. So hmm. yeah, so that that's the that's the real punishment I think for uh, for Joffrey Archer. And um, don't want to say it was a punishment watching the game today because it, it's important that England do apply these sort of basic rules to to try and build scores. Everybody's been clamouring for England to get big first innings totals of over four hundred, which they've singularly failed to do for the last couple of years or so. Uh, today, 207 for three from 82 overs. You have to hand it to Dominic Sibley. 86 not out, 253 balls faced, a strike rate of 33. But he just keeps playing his way. I, I noticed he he was very good at, uh, you know, he's obviously a naturally abstinent sort of guy, but he resisted the temptation to try and flick at those balls down the leg side, which had got him out a few times in previous innings. Uh, he was able to pick off just the balls on about, middle stump his judgment of what to leave and what to play excellent that forces the the bowlers to go a bit straighter and then he was able to score on the leg side and he's he's got that uncanny knack even when they put about four men on the leg side he seems to be able to find a little gap between them I still think he could find a bit more fluency and you know he doesn't look the finished article by any means but I think he he's got the semblance there of of someone who, who sticks to his own game plan and that's very valuable well, it was a tremendous effort of patience. I mean, let, look, he's not a player of beauty. He's not, a, you know, a player like David Gower or, or Joe Root or you know, even someone like Jeffrey Boycott, who was, you know, he was a defensive-minded player, Jeffrey, but he had some, you know, he had some lovely offside shots, you know, that square drive of his, the, you know, the drive down the ground through mid-on, he could, you know, he could pull and could cut. But, you know, he, even that, you know, he he's not sort of, as aesthetically pleasing as, as you know, even someone like that. 
but he has got a method and you know fair play to him he, he stuck to it you know it, it takes a, well it takes a tremendous amount of discipline and, and concentration uh, to play in that manner and, and what he has done is he's put England in a decent position in this match I mean, they were put into bat I felt at the time actually when they were put in I felt like it was a it, it felt like a good toss to lose but England have had to work really hard to make it so today. The, the pitch actually looked, from a distance, we're not allowed to go on it, actually looked you know, really uniform and true. There was no green in it. It looked like a, a good pitch on which to bat. The overheads were the thing that West Indies were looking at, I think. Although, having, you know, once the game got underway, I think we realised there, there was just a bit of tackiness. And Roston Chase was able to exploit that to some extent. He got the ball to, to grip a bit. Although the one that, that Burns was LBW to... Uh, okay, it, it probably just straightened, just straightened a bit to get onto that front pad. But Rory Burns was playing for quite a lot of turn, so that there was a bit of turn out there. So you know, it, it was it's not an absolute sort of sh- flat belting pitch. It looked good from a from a distance, and we often see very good pitches, good batting pitches here at, at Old Trafford. Uh, so it's very much about the about the overhead. So you know, England, you know, in a difficult situation they had to work at it not not a thrilling first day I think it's fair to say but here's here's a little stat for you Yoz Australia after the Australia after the first day of the Ashes test of 1981 at Headingley were 203 for three England are 207 for three so it just shows you what can happen you can have uh, you know a hard working day at, at the test match but who knows what's around the corner all sorts of thrills and spills could be round the corner. Fingers crossed, anyway. So what, what year was that Headingley test? Headingley 81, the famous Headingley 81 yeah. test match. Yeah, so unfortunately Australia lost that test. Well, that's, that's <laughs> true. But it, but the point I'm making is you can have a, you know, you can have a hard-working, sort of workman-like first day, but around the corner you can have some real excitement. And, I, you know, I think that, yeah, we, we need a bit more excitement than we had today. But the, the base has been built, and, and that's what England have been looking for. We all know that. England have been looking at it at that sort of thing uh, for so long. I mean, Sibley, they know what he's capable of. They watched him in, you know, in county cricket, eating up ball after ball after ball. They know what he's capable of. That's why they've picked him, and that's what he's uh, produced today. So, you know, he, he has stuck to the game plan. OK, England might have scored quicker. They you know, eight, 82 overs have been bowled. So, you know, we're in new ball territory, um, which could be a, a threat in the morning. But they, those runs are on the board, and yeah, batting last might be quite tricky on this Old Trafford pitch. Mm, yeah, I agree. Actually, I think it's just the ball maybe has, has made a few indentations, and it's still nipping around a bit. There's a little bit of swing, even with the very old 82 overall old ball. It's still seeming around. Poor old Kemar Roach. He's bowled something like 80 overs so far in the series. Gone past about about 40 times, and hasn't yet taken a wicket in the series. Poor guy. Well, when you think but, uh, maybe when you think at the start our preview podcast, there was there were you and there was me and there was. Uh, Fazir Mahabu, you said, what are we looking forward to in, in this series? You said you thought Dominic, Sir- Dominic Sibley was going to be the standout man for England, not, not scored a run. <laughs> uh, Fazir was saying he was looking at Kemar Roach getting up to 200 wickets. He's not taking a wicket. And I was looking forward to Jofra Archer bowling at West Indies, not, <laughs> not playing in this test match and potentially not playing in the next one as well, although he did bowl very well in the second innings down at the GS Bowl. 
the other thing, uh, uh, the other sort of quite interesting thing is that this Cricketer magazine is very much focused on the Black Lives Matter, as I say, and kind of re-engaging uh, different communities with cricket and obviously focusing on South Asia as, uh, or the South Asian community as well as the black community and uh, making the English team truly diverse as the one-day side obviously was. And you look at the, the team that England have picked today and it's all white, ironically, uh, but that's partly because obviously Archer uh, made himself unavailable. Anyway, um, different attack for England uh, to field when they eventually get out onto the field themselves. So who would have guessed that... Anderson, Archer and Wood would be replaced by Curran, Wokes and Broad. But I suppose the nature of these uh, t- test matches close together is such that they can, you know, rotate these bowlers. 207 for three, I guess 400 is the target. You'd think so, wouldn't you, from, from the position they built? And also, they, you know, t- the back-back Sibley as well, the innings today, it just takes some energy out of the West Indies bowlers, back-to-back test matches... Uh, Shannon Gabriel today went went off the field for a while. He was sort of just just stretching. You know who who knows how fit he is. It, it, it is a question of of, of wearing uh, the opposition down. Here's another little stat for you. When was the last time? Do you think you, it's, it's not an easy uh, question to answer? When was the last time in England played a Test match without either Archer, Wood, or Anderson? In England. Um... In, in England, uh, yeah, in England. I'll put you out of your misery, Oz. It's not an, it's not an easy question to answer. It was mm. four years ago, so this is a you know this is a very uh, new look sort of England attack with with none of those three in the attack. It was 2016, Pakistan at Lords, Wokes, Broad, Ball, and Finn was England's God, pace Jake attack. Jake Ball, in what's happened to him? Steve Finn yeah. is uh, obviously still playing. Well, they're both still playing, but. Totally, you know, another one actually, another bowler that has t- totally disappeared was is Toby Rowland Jones as well, who played uh, pretty prominently for England in that uh, about 2017 2018 sort of time and then had an injury and hasn't played since. So it's interesting the turnover of fast bowlers, but somehow Anderson is still in the mix. It's incredible. Yeah, and Broad back as well. It'll be fascinating to see uh, how Stuart Broad bowls in this test match. Uh, very uh, unhappy to be left out in the last game at Southampton. You do have that slight feeling that England would prefer to have had the attack they had at Southampton for this match and the attack they had um, for this match at Southampton. Yeah, but yeah. You, know, you, can't, you can't rewrite history. Uh, England have got what they've got. They've got uh, Wokes and Broad and Curran as their three main bowlers, and then Stokes and, and Best to support them. It might be that you know Dominic Best has you know, more opportunity in this game, gets to bowl more overs in the second innings. He didn't bowl very many overs in the, the second innings on Sunday because of you know, the, the way the game was, was going. He was un, a bit unlucky with a couple of LBW decisions. What it also does as well is it gives England a much you know, longer tail. Stuart Broad coming in at number 11 and, and Dom Best who batted eight in the last game, is, is in at ten. So, there's, uh, there's so a you chance mean a better tail rather than a longer tail, really? Well, sorry, yeah, I, I meant actually, yeah, you're right, a better tail, yeah. Um, a longer batting lineup is what I mean. And, mm. you know, so they have got the chance tomorrow to, to build on 
on what they've uh, done today. Uh, yeah, we talk about Bess, actually. I mean, Stokes was incredibly disciplined as well. He didn't score particularly quickly. And it'll be interesting to see whether he's able to go through the gears a bit tomorrow. There's a, a really interesting battle between him and, and Jason Holder, where Holder was bowling outside the off stump, relentlessly outside the off stump, outside the off stump, and Stokes w- was not playing ball after ball after ball. Mm. And it, it just shows that, that, that development in his, his yeah. batting now. He's a, you know, a top-class test match player. He's a very, you know, good defender. So. A good yeah. defensive player Very as well good. as a, a no. Yeah, I mean, you know, Holder bowled some ones that swinging into him from round the wicket, and he defended them right off the middle of the bat. Then he left the ones swinging the other way. Highly disciplined, highly accomplished. A very slow scoring rate, thirty-seven per hundred balls, but he's still there. Fifty-nine not out. Excellent, well played to England. A good position to be in after the first day. Okay, that's it. Uh, just to remind you, the Cricketer magazine that I mentioned before is now out. It, this is a really quite compelling issue you can subscribe to it by going to www.thecricketer.com forward slash subscribe and it really is a fascinating issue with lots of really interesting writers so look out for that subscribe to it and get it posted straight to your doorstep okay thanks for your time Timon, and you can pop downstairs now and have your dinner on your own i suppose <laughs> That's about the top and the bottom of it. Yeah, we have the tables on your own, and you can you can sort of see everyone spread out in front of you, and it, it does feel a, a, a very strange setup here. And, and the other thing as well, you know, you you have to book your time for dinner as well. Mm. It's not like down at the Aegeus Bowl where you just turn up and, and sit down. You have to book your time here and then wait about half an hour or so while they cook your food. Um, but you know, at least cricket is going on. It's it's you know it's great to have cricket. Although you know, I think we we're all hoping. I think for a more a, a more compelling day tomorrow in the next uh, four days of this Test match. After what was a, you know it was a an attritional day today. I think it's fair to say. Okay, well, go and talk to the wall. Uh, in fact, it's probably a blessing <laughs> in disguise not having anyone to talk to after talking all day. So, go and uh, just sit quietly and contemplate tomorrow, and we'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.